Hey there, everybody. Do you love to travel and learn about new places? Great, then you are in the right place. Join Jasmine the cat and Gracie the tortoise as they have fun traveling the beautiful United States and learning lots of cool new facts. Hi again, friends. Jasmine here. So glad you're back. I am refreshed and rested and ready to do more exploring. Are you, Gracie? Gouda, dog, everyone. Gouda, dog. Gracie here. I, too, am very excited to go to our next state. Gooder dog. There are no dogs here. Jazz, gooder dog means good day in Pennsylvania Dutch, a language spoken in today's state, Pennsylvania. Huh? thought we were going to be speaking English. You're right, we are. But there's a group of people in Pennsylvania who also speak a language called Pennsylvania Deutsch or Pennsylvania Dutch, and we are going to learn all about them. I am so excited to share our state with all of our friends. I just love living in Pennsylvania, although every state is special, and I wish I could live in every one, but that would be kind of hard to do. Yes, it would, but we can always go and visit them. Are you ready? Sure. Where are we going first? Our first stop is Valley Forge National Park. It's an important part of our U.S. history. It's located about 25 miles northwest of Philadelphia. Its name comes from an iron forge that was nearby. What's an iron forge? An iron forge is a place where blacksmiths would work, making things out of iron. The forge is like a big fireplace that got very hot, and the blacksmith melted the iron on it and then made it into things like horseshoes. That sounds like a hot job. Is Valley Forge an iron forge? No, it isn't. It's the place where the American Continental Army camped during the winter of 1777 and 1778. It's called the birthplace of the American Army because this is where the soldiers became one true fighting unit. Why did the soldiers camp there? Were there lots of hotels? No, there weren't any hotels. They camped there because it was a good spot to watch what the British were doing, and they also wanted to be able to protect the people of Pennsylvania. We'll talk about where they stayed when we get there. Now, George Washington... George Washington! He's my favorite president. He always told the truth, even when he made a mistake, like when he cut down the cherry tree. He was just a little boy when he did it, too, only six years old. His dad gave him a hatchet, and then George used it to cut down the cherry tree. When his dad asked him about it, he told his dad that he did it. That was very brave. It's hard to say you did something wrong. But Gracie, don't you think he was too little for a hatchet? He could have gotten hurt. You're right, Jazzy. Even though a hatchet is a small axe, six is pretty young to have one. George Washington was a very honest man and a great leader, but that story isn't true. It's a legend made up by a man who was writing his biography or life story. Really? Well, it's good that George was not playing with dangerous things when he was little, but it's not nice of that man to make up stories about him. Look out the window. We're here. Wow! Look at that big arch. That's the United States Memorial Arch. It was put here to honor George Washington and the Army for coming to Valley Forge. Large arches like this one are often built to honor generals or emperors. Oh, look at those little houses. They're so cute. Oh, good. We're stopping so we can go inside. Oh, my. They aren't very big inside, are they? Are these the actual houses the soldiers stayed in? No, Jazzy, they're not. 
These are recreations of what the huts would have looked like. There were about 1,300 of them altogether, and each one had at least 12 men living in them. Twelve men? I don't see how they could all fit. It was a difficult time for the men. It was a cold, wet, snowy winter. There was not enough food, blankets, or clothing. Only one-third of the soldiers had shoes. Most of their shoes had worn out on the march to get here. Because the cabins were so crowded, sickness spread quickly, and out of the 10,000 men that came, about 2,500 of them died. That is just awful. It must have been so hard to be brave. Yes. I think it was. But there's some good news. About 300 camp followers came, too. They were wives, girlfriends, sisters, and children of the soldiers. Really? They camped out, too? All winter? Wow. And they didn't even have a cute and cozy camper like we do. That must have been tough. They were brave, too. What kinds of things did they do? They did many of the things they would have done at home, like laundry, sewing, taking care of the sick. Wow, that was really great. They were so brave, too. Look over at that stone house over there. I think that's where George Washington lived while he was here. I heard that his wife Martha was here, too. She helped take care of the soldiers, just like the camp followers, by giving them food and socks. I wonder if she knitted the socks herself. She probably did. Women would knit at night by the firelight. Look over there at the rows of cannons. Those are the actual cannons that the soldiers used. You know what, Gracie? They look dangerous. I bet they were hard to fire. You know what, Gracie? This place was really interesting. I am thankful that those soldiers and their families were so brave so that we could be free. Me too. Are you ready to go to the other end of Pennsylvania and visit the city of Pittsburgh? We'll pass by the city of Lancaster and the capital of Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, as we make our way to Hershey Park. Hershey Park! I love it there! Let's go! As we drive along, let's learn more about Pennsylvania. Did you know that Pennsylvania is called the Keystone State? No. Wait a minute. What's a keystone? A stone with a key in it? Good guess, but no. A keystone is a wedge-shaped stone at the top of an arch. It holds all the other stones in place. Can you think of why Pennsylvania might be called the Keystone State? It goes back to the Revolutionary War. Let's see. Oh, I know. Pennsylvania was super important in helping build our new nation. You got it. Pennsylvania was located in the middle of the 13 colonies, and a lot of important political things happened here, like the writing of the Declaration of Independence. Pennsylvania also had a lot of industry, like iron forges and farms, that made things that the soldiers needed. Oh, now I see why Pennsylvania is called the Keystone State, but I think being called the Sunshine State like Florida is a lot easier to remember. I see your point, but it is nice to know that we were a big part of our new nation. Were the Native Americans here first, just like in Delaware? Yes, they were. I'm happy you're listening to my information. Native Americans were here first, and in 1681, an Englishman, William Penn, who was a member of the Christian group, the Quakers, came here. Quakers? 
Quakers? Who are they? Quakers are people who believe in a simple life and that God is in each person. They don't think you need to do anything fancy to honor God. They also believe that all people are equal and that violence is wrong. When Penn came here, he offered religious freedom to all, not just the Quakers. So many people came to Pennsylvania. He named our state after his father. That's the Penn part, and added the word Sylvania, which is Latin for woodlands. So Pennsylvania means Penn's woods. Wow, that's a great story. I always wondered what Pennsylvania meant, but it's a hard word to spell. Hey, I have a joke. Go ahead. Where did the pencil go on vacation? A pencil box? No, silly. Pennsylvania! Great joke, Jazzy. Now, just a little geography to round out our knowledge. The state of New York is to our north. New Jersey is on the east. Delaware, Maryland, and part of West Virginia are south of us. That leaves another part of West Virginia and Ohio to the west. The Appalachian Mountains go right through the middle of the state. That's a lot to remember, but I have something to add. Did you know that two presidents came from Pennsylvania? I do, but why don't you tell us who they are? Okay. The first one is James Buchanan, and the other one is Joe Biden. Very important information to know about our state. Oh, Gracie, look out the window. Look at that horse and buggy. Why are the people in it dressed so much differently than we are? Look at that. We are in Lancaster already. How time flies when you're learning. The people riding in the buggy are Amish. They believe in simple, plain living with no modern technology like electricity or phones. Many of them speak both English and Pennsylvania Deutsch or Dutch. So that's why you said hello like that. But no electricity or devices? Oh, I don't know if I could do that. That is quite a commitment. But they believe those things are unnecessary to have a good life. They work mainly as farmers, carpenters, and blacksmiths. The men wear long beards without a mustache and wide-brimmed black or straw hats with dark pants and plain shirts. Women don't cut their hair and wear it up in a bun under a cap. They also wear bonnets, ankle-length dresses, or a shawl. Their religion is very important to them. They gather at each other's homes to worship, and like the Quakers, they don't believe in violence. You know what? Learning about other cultures is fun. <gasps> Look over there! I see Hershey Park! I've never been to Hershey Park. What can you tell me about it? Oh, wow! It's my turn to be the teacher! It was built by Milton Hershey in 1906 so that his workers would have a park to relax in. A merry-go-round was the very first ride. Next was a carousel. Now, one of the most famous rides is the Kissing Tower. It is 250 feet tall. You ride in a big donut-shaped ride that is around the tall pole. You look out of chocolate-kiss-shaped windows as the ride goes up and spins around. When you get to the top, you're supposed to give someone you love a kiss. You can see all around the park. Too bad we're not going in the park. But maybe next time. That sounds like fun. I will look forward to it. But now, who was Milton Hershey? He was a super interesting man. When he was a boy, Milton moved a lot. So by the time he was 13, he had gone to six different schools. Then his mom made him quit school to learn a trade. He was an apprentice to a printer. Gracie, do you know what an apprentice is? I do. 
An apprentice is someone who's learning a trade, like becoming a printer, from someone who is already a printer. The apprentice does get paid, but usually not very much money. Thanks. He didn't really like that job, so he became an apprentice to a candy maker in Lancaster. That sounds way more fun. He made caramels, fudge, and peppermint. Yummy. He even opened his own shop in Philadelphia when he was only 19. Even though he worked really hard, the store closed. So he went to New York City and tried again there. But that store didn't work out either. But you know what? He didn't give up. This time he went to Lancaster and started a shop just making caramel. This worked out great. He soon had stores all over and became very rich. But then he had an even better idea. Chocolate. He sold the caramel business and decided to make chocolate, but he didn't know where he wanted to put his factory. He thought about it a lot and decided to build his own town and factory near Lancaster, where there were lots of dairy farms with milk for his chocolate. He called the town Hershey, and it had a post office, schools, and even churches. Soon his chocolate was famous all over the world. At first, he only made chocolate bars. Because he made a lot, he could sell them at a low price and many people could buy them. Wow, Jasmine, you definitely are an expert on Milton Hershey and his chocolate. I am impressed. Thanks, Gracie. Even though we don't have time to visit the park, we do have time for a stop at Chocolate World for a tour. It shows you how the chocolate candy is made. Do you want to do that? Sure I do. Let's get in line for the ride. Now, I have a fact for you. Do you know how Hershey Kisses got their name? Because you have to kiss the person that gives you one? Good guess. But here's the answer. As you know, Hershey Kisses are little drops of chocolate. They're called kisses because when the machine drops the chocolate on the conveyor belt, the sound the machine made sounded like a kiss. But if someone you love gives you one, it would be nice to give a kiss back. Or you could just say thank you. Look, it's our turn. Ready to get on the ride? Hold on tight. Oh my, look, they're showing us how machines crush up the cocoa beans. Oh, look how the liquid chocolate goes into the molds. Mmm, too bad it's not real chocolate. Over there, there's the kiss machine. It's dropping the kisses onto the conveyor belt. Mmm, too bad you can't hear the kiss sound. That was a great ride. Fun, yet educational. I didn't know that chocolate comes from the seeds of a cocoa tree. And I learned it takes 400 beans to make one pound of chocolate. You even get a free piece of chocolate at the end of the tour. We'll have to give ours to Gwyn. Chocolate is not good for dogs or cats or tortoises. It can make them sick. You're right. That certainly was a great place to take a break. Now it is on to Pittsburgh. It will take a little over three hours to get there. By that time, we will be experts. Okay, let's hear all about it. But I want to take a little nap, too. Car rides make me sleepy. The city of Pittsburgh is located where three rivers, the Ohio, Monongahela, and Allegheny come together. It's often called the Steel City because lots of steel was manufactured here. It's also known as the City of Bridges because it has 446 bridges. It's Pennsylvania's second largest city after Philadelphia. Oh, that's nice, Gracie. Wake me when we're there. Okay, Jazzy. Wake up. We're here. Already? Where are we? We are at the Andy Warhol Museum. Andy who? Warhol. He was a great artist who was born in Pittsburgh. He wanted to do something different with his art. 
He got an idea to use regular, everyday objects. He called it pop art. He would take something, like a Campbell's soup can, and make it over and over again. In one painting, he had 200 soup cans. He often made the objects with crazy colors like hot pink. He also liked to do this with pictures of famous people. One time, he made Queen Elizabeth of England. Well, I like art and I like pink. Let's go explore. Look over here at the Mickey Mouse and those pink cows. Oh, Gracie, crazy. Come on in here. This room is so much fun. This is the metallic clouds room. It has balloons filled with helium and air so they float around. It's like being in a pillow storm. So groovy. We have one more place to check out before we go. I know you will like this one. It's called the Screen Test Gallery. What? A screen test? Like when you audition for a movie? I would love to be in a movie. Andy created over 500 screen tests of famous and regular visitors to his studio. He would film them for three minutes. Then he showed the finished tests in slow motion, which made them look like you're watching a dream. Now we can do it using a computer touchscreen. When you're done, you can see it on a special web page for you to share. Great! I'm ready for my screen test. Hollywood, here I come. Jasmine, you look great, but it's time to go. We have one more stop to make, the Duquesne Incline. Those cable cars? Are we going up that little mountain? That looks so fun. Yes, we are. The Duquesne Incline was originally constructed in 1877 and was called Kirk's Incline. It was built to take people and cargo up the hill, now called Mount Washington. Before that, people had to walk down a trail called Indian Trail. The very first ride cost five cents. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Oh, wow. Here we are at the top, and we can see the whole city and all three rivers. That was a lot of fun. We can even look inside and see how the machinery works. Gracie, this was a great trip. Do you want to tell some more riddles on the ride home? Sure, Jasmine. You go first. Why did the farmer buy a brown cow? Because it was his favorite color. Gracie, no! To get chocolate milk! Get it? Because chocolate's brown? <laughs> That's a good one. Now it's my turn. What fruit loves chocolate? Hmm, a chocolate berry? No, good guess, though. It's a coconut. Coconut? What kind of fruit is a coconut? Oh, coconut. Very funny. You know what? Before I curl up in my princess bed, I want to tell you my favorite place on our trip. Uh, let me guess. Maybe your big screen test at the Andy Warhol Museum? Oh, you guessed it. But you know, I am meant to be a big star. Yes, I know you are. I really enjoyed learning about the brave men and women at Valley Forge who helped start our country. You know what? I hope everybody had a super great time with us. Me too. Now don't forget to tell someone you love something that you learned about Pennsylvania and come back again next week when we learn about New Jersey. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining Jasmine and Gracie on their adventure today. Come back next week for the next one. 
Aloha, friends. Gwen here. Thanks so much for joining Jasmine, Gracie, and me on our great adventure today. Wasn't it a lot of fun to discover all those neat places? If you want to know even more about the state that we visited today, check out our website at jasmineandgracie.podbean.com. That's jasmineandgracie.podbean.com. I've listed all the websites we visited to find our information so you can learn even more. Now, don't forget to check back next Thursday for our next great adventure. You can listen and subscribe to us anywhere great podcasts live. I'll see you next week.